When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Get into the 2018 Acura RDX with a $5,000 cash rebate on most models during Acura's Season of Performance event. See acura.ca slash Edmonton for details. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. Calgary gets a goal back. Goudreau is eighth of the season, but it's still 5-2 Detroit leading the Flames. Six minutes left in the second period. Oilers and Blues coming up. Tomorrow, 5.30 face-off show, 7 o'clock for the drop of the puck. Furnace Family Oilers Hockey. Furnace Family, Edmonton's Furnace Replacement Experts. Call 7804-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. My name is Reed Wilkins. This is Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio, 6.30 Ched. We got Cassandra Jodouin reading the news over in the 6.30 Ched News Department. Cassandra, if you could pull away from the hustle and bustle of the news department for a second. Yes. It's like does I, I, can I ask you a question first of all about the news department? I guess so. Like, does Bob Layton hover over your shoulder all the time, or like what? What's he like? To be honest, I don't see Bob a lot because you know he works mornings and I work evenings. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so you got a Bob Layton free existence. I guess so. That's one way of putting it, wow, I suppose. That's interesting. So I got to read something to you, Cassandra. That I think you'll. You're, are you? Are, I don't even know. We've known each other. Uh, I don't know. A couple of weeks now, maybe. I'm not yeah, sure totally. when you started here. Oh yeah. It was. It's within. I'm it's, pretty it's, new here. It's in the past two years, isn't it? How long have you worked here? Uh, a year and a half. Oh well, well, congratulations! <laughs> Thank First you. First of all, that's incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, are you a lifelong Edmontonian? Uh, yes. Okay. Interesting. That's first of all, congratulations on that as well. Uh, I want to ask you a question. If you were to take, let's let's say somebody moved to Edmonton, mm-hmm. say from the United States, mm-hmm. and knew very little about Edmonton, mm-hmm. and, s- and said, show me something uh, that I can do to spend a day off or something unique about your city that I can see or experience, where where would you take them or what would you show them? What season? Okay, it's uh, it's yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> it's November. What was the day yesterday? It's November 14th, 2017. Oh. So, yes, the snow. So, I guess certain outdoor activities are limited or yeah. ruled out. That's a good question. Because, like, the first thing that comes to mind, if I don't want to go with them, I'd be like, hey, go to West Edmonton Mall. All right. <laughs> now I got to read you something. You're, you're aware we got a little football team in town preparing for a big game. No yeah, way. The Edmonton Eskimos. What? So, uh, I, know, again, I don't know how closely you follow uh, the, uh, the sports stuff. Uh, but we got this kick returner on the team named Jameel Smith, who we didn't get to see a lot of because the Eskimos had all these injuries and the ratio issue meant he couldn't play. You're familiar with the import-not-import ratio in the Canadian Football League. Clearly. Yeah, totally. Or, or nationals and internationals, as they're now called. Yeah, you that's, have to see that's a correct Kennedy's verbiage, yeah. Picking up what yeah, I you have a certain down. number of Canadians on your team versus Thank internationals. You. Thank you. So this young man, Jameel Smith, on Twitter yesterday, here's his post. 
So nobody was going to tell me West Edmonton Mall, the biggest mall in North America. I walked in there oblivious and got mind blown. That crap, amazing aquarium, amusement park, huge water park, ice skating rink, etc. Just everything. And then he's got a little smiley face with happy hands. Aw. So there we go. The guys, the guys played here for a couple months. Goes to West Edmonton Mall. No idea what's in there. Well, it's because he's new here for us who have lived here our whole lives. Like, well, exactly. We, we've been to the aquarium. It's not really an aquarium. We've been to the the water park and the. Maybe that's what he meant. Maybe he thought that. Maybe he thought the water park was a big aquarium. Well, like really, in a way, it is. Let's be real. Do we have an aquarium? Well, we used didn't we used to have? Uh... It, they're called the sea caverns. Is that it's what like it's right called? By the, no, right by were the there ever lines. whales in West Edmonton Mall? There used to be dolphins. The dolphins, but yes. I don't remember. I think one of them or a couple of them aren't died. Dolphins, and then they got, aren't dolphins baby them. whales? I don't know. <laughs> you know I'm I read a nice person. I, read, I don't know this, these I, things. I read an article that if dolphins uh, had thumbs, they they could very well be the dominant species on the planet. I believe That's that. That's how smart they are. I believe that. Yeah. I should interview a dolphin on the show. So anyway. Uh, Flipper. Remember the adult, when the dolphins attacked on that Simpsons episode? I don't watch Simpsons. Dan Marino. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Kellen. We'll try to get Dan. Well, but didn't the, there was a receiver in the NFL who played for the LA Rams called Flipper Anderson? It would have been appropriate if Flipper Anderson played for the Miami Dolphins. Don't you I think? would buy that jersey in a heartbeat. That's like the best team player association ever. That's Cassandra, uh, thank you for participating on Inside Sports. We'll My have pleasure. to bring you on again. I know. This is the first time you've ever brought me on here. Why has it taken this long? Well, again, I'm a winning conversationalist. I, I will tell you that right I now. I think it's well established. Here, here, here's how aloof I can be around the office. What <laughs> one of the best introductions? I, well, I got to make sure I get this right. You go up to somebody uh, and you say, "I assume my reputation for arrogant presumption precedes me." Did you did you write that for yourself? No, I saw it. I saw oh. it somewhere. I I, hmm. I should get it on a T-shirt. Yeah. Though. Well, it's better than your previous uh, greeting for everybody in the office. Read. Give me your power, Tom. I crave the electricity. Well, that's I from, am Electro. That's from when I dressed up as Electro. That actually <laughs> happened when Amazing Spider-Man Two came out. Right. Right. Uh, and this texture says in the 1980s uh, there were lion cubs in West Edmonton Mall. I think I vaguely remember that. And this texter says, blink, blink, baby whales, LMAO. LMAO is a compliment, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> you know what? None of us claim to be marine biologists. So, I mean, they could be baby whales. <laughs> That's true. Dol- dolphins grow up to be whales. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Stay in school, kids. <laughs> I, I feel bad. Like, first of all, I think it's well established. 14 people listen to the show. And the 14 of you who listen are all in. So you're going with this right now. But if there, I, I just picture like some like eight-year-old kid maybe listening by his or him or herself. And he's like, oh, Papa Wilkie just said uh, dolphins are baby whales. And I just happen to have a uh, uh, aquatic mammal test tomorrow. And now I'll get that part right. Hey, eight-year-old kid, take that for data. I don't know where Kellen is, is getting these, but I didn't approve any of those. Anyway, this is Inside Sports on 630 Chad. You can uh, call 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. The Eskimos, uh, by the way, 
did not practice today. They will uh, get back at practice tomorrow, practice Friday, walk through Saturday. They play on Sunday. Jason Moss tells you why they're uh, limiting the on-field work this week. When we feel like we're playing against a team that's more rested than us, we tried to get our guys as much rest as possible that they, so they mentally and physically are prepared to play in this game. Calgary's had a lot of days off um, from playing their last game. Um, you know, so this week for us, it was getting our guys as much rest as possible. So physically, they're 100% come Sunday. Um, and then it gives our coaches, staff, coaching staff ample amount of time to come up with a game plans so that mentally and physically, we're at our best come Sunday. All right. Meanwhile, the Stampeders, of course, didn't finish the regular season well, but they had the bye. They've been a great team in the CFL for the last four or five years, and Moss says they know they're facing a well-rested Calgary team. I mean, I think they're going to come out and play the type of football they've always played, which is good in all three phases. Uh, You know, they'll try to get off to the quarterback. They'll protect their quarterback. You know, they'll do all the things that they've they've done over the course of the last eight years, and we've all known how much success they've had, particularly at home. Um, We're up for the challenge, though. Um, I feel like, you know, the week off, you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Uh, obviously, I'm sure they were welcoming it with based on how their season ended. Um, they got back to the drawing board a little bit and rested and kind of, you know, feel a little bit better about themselves after a week of practice. And at the same time, we used it uh, to go out and win a football game and get better ourselves. So I think you're going to see two teams that are ready to play on Sunday and the best team is going to win. Sunday, 1 o'clock, coverage will start here on 6.30. Chad, the game is at 2.30, Eskimos against Stampeders. 780-496-0063, we have Darren on the line. Darren, what prompted you to call this evening? Hey, Reed, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Oh, not bad, I always listen to your show, I told you that. Well, I appreciate that. Hey, listen, you know, going back to the Oilers, let's say, why, I know we talked about it, probably a lot of people, so why don't they put Drysdale, give him his own line? Why do you think? Well, I can tell you what Todd's answer is because Todd's given the answer several times. He doesn't think that anybody else has uh, deserved the opportunity to play with Drysaddle. He doesn't think that anybody on the wings is initiating enough offense themselves. And my interpretation is that why reward those players and why burden Drysaddle with guys who haven't been initiating enough on their own? That's that's McClellan's thinking. Okay, well, I listened to Gretzky just um, they're playing on the road there. And he suddenly said this, and, I, and I, I'm pretty sure I can regress the way he was talking that. He says, like, they'd never play him and Messier together. And I swear, he, he was, you know, Gretz is not the type to go out and question a coach, because he's not like that. But just the way he suddenly said it, that's the interpretation I kind of got. Like, I, I believe Gretz would like to see that, right? No, that's, that's just what I believe, right? But here, I'll tell you what. Hopefully McClellan's listening to your show, okay, Reed? So I'll tell you, you know what he can do? Okay. Give Drysdale his own line. Drysdale. You know, he, he can put you in the left wing, me in the right wing of Connor, and he'll do fine. And I'll tell you what, Reed, you could take whatever side you want, left or right, and uh, Connor will still do fine. We'll, we'll still get plus minus, <laughs> me and you. You know what? If if Camilleri does well, it could create an interesting dynamic, though, uh, because it it will present the opportunity for perhaps a little more shuffling if he comes in and plays well. And Darren, I mean, come on, Reed. I, I, I you would, you play a little you play a little chippy man. I'd be in there. You know what? I'd be in there. For I you. would. I'm. I'm. So, I used to be a psycho when I played hockey. That's why I had to quit. Hey, but I'm listen, why? why you know why Gretzky right. and Messier didn't play together? Because Gretzky was playing with Curry. Yeah, like, but you can't. I, you can't compare I mean, that, Darren. We can't compare this roster to the '80s roster. No, you but know listen, I say that all the time. 
Okay, but listen, seriously, McDavid could play with anybody. He could play with the farm team boys. I'm telling you right now, he could. He's that good. He is that good. He's not, People say he's fast. He's just fast with the puck. You Why watch- didn't Lucic and Everly stay on that line last year then? If, 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 if everybody, not everybody has gotten points with McDavid. You know that, Darren. Well, you listen. And I don't want to make it sound like I'm defending the, the coach. Ice. I don't want to make it sound like Who I'm is? defending the coach. Because I okay. think long-term, I think long-term it's better for the franchise if Dreisaitl is a center. Okay, and I'm going to say this then. I think if they didn't have McDavid, they don't make the playoffs. That's what I'm going to tell you. I believe that firmly. Right now, if they don't have McDavid, well, play, yeah. well he, he gets, won the Hart Trophy they, last year. Obviously, that's like no, so what? Like he's I, a team that was second to win the cup, and I'm telling you right now, if they don't have McDavid, if he gets hurt, they don't even make the playoffs. Well, they might not. I mean, what happened to the Canadians when Carey Price got hurt a couple make years it. ago? They got McDavid, man. He, he he he. They will make it. I understand. It's all come down to coaching right now. The coaching is just being completely ridiculous. It's being ridiculous, okay? You got Yamamoto, man. Come on, give me a break. Yamamoto's back in Spokane. Well, he shouldn't even have been there. He shouldn't even have been there. And these people say, the hell, look at Kajul. How good he's playing. He's playing awesome, man. These guys can play. You need to have... Yamamoto the, the, got a nine-game audition. What does that have to do with McClellan's coaching? It, what do you mean? It's a, he's playing He's playing an $8.5 million man with with the best player on on the planet. Come on, man. Come well, on, man. Me and you, you know they say it in football. Come well, on, Darren, man. You're not, now you you're avoiding my questions. David. What does, what, what does Yamamoto having a nine, how, how is Yamamoto's nine-game audition an indication of poor coaching? Well, what, what was he even here for? The guy's too small. He's way too small to play at that league. Let him get some a couple years. He was, here, he, more he was here because he, quite frankly, outplayed other right-wingers. In, in preseason, pre-season. and Don't through even, part you know of the and through part of the regular season, and pre-season, the decision to keep him here, the decision to keep him here also would have been uh, made by the general manager Peter Shirelli. Hey, if you go back to preseason, how did Edmonton do in the preseason? Uh, I think they went six and two. Oh yeah, there you go. So what does that tell you? Don't even go by preseason read. Seriously, again, I'm going to say it, Darren. Like your your, but your argument, you're not making a straight line with your argument. Well, why? Why McDavid can play with anyone? So That's now, so doing. now, this Yamamoto, Yamamoto did well in the preseason. That's all the information we have on the kid. Wow. So therefore, he should have gone to Spokane immediately. Well, Strom, look at what's his name now. They got uh, Polly Arby, whatever. He's doing awesome. I mean, bring these kids up. Yes, and Yamamoto flat out outplayed Puli Arby in the preseason. Wow. So that's why he was here and Puyo Arby had to go back to the AHL. How hard is that to understand? No, no, I'm not going back to the 80s. I'm just telling you what, what's happening right now. we got the best player in the, in the planet, and they would not make the playoffs without him. And so what did he do? They put, they signed a guy for $8.5 million and they put him on his line. As far as I'm concerned, he's holding them back. Get him, get him off So they held line. him back last year when McDavid had 100 points and Dreisaitl had 77? Reed. Reed, you and I could get points with McDavid. No, we you couldn't, Darren. Could. You're delusional if you actually well, think that. You are man. freaking like, delusional if I'm you think you could play on the NHL with Connor McDavid. You're a complete nut job if you think that, Darren. Like, pull your head out of your orifice. Don't talk about you and me being on a line with McDavid. Okay, I'm just joking, but think about it. Well, I hope so. You don't sound like you're joking. You know what, though? You know what, though? Reed, if you can't take it as a joke, you should make the, fun, the show a little funny. Be a little more like Barkley and that. And that. You know what I mean? Make it fun. I, of course we're not going to play it. Come on, Reed. You get your thing out of your butt there. I'm joking around here, man. If anyone else is listening, I'm sure they're laughing at it. 
I'm 51 for freaking years old here. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure they're laughing at one of us, Darren. Thanks for calling. Inside Sports on Chad. We're coming back. Hi, this is Ryan Eugene Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. me to be your savior. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Entertaining phone call with Darren. For those of you uh, texting in asking uh, why I gave him so much time, I was giving him the opportunity to make his argument. So Darren can't say I didn't give him a chance. Uh, JoJo says on the text line, Wow, Darren is clueless. No, not anyone on the roster can play with Connor. In today's NHL, it's extremely difficult for one player to be that dominant. Yes, Connor is great, but Darren is way overestimating how great he is. If you pop plugs like Cassian or Latestu, etc., with Connor, it would hold him back for sure. That is a text from JoJo. Several texts coming in uh, after that phone call, which uh, certainly sparked some debate. Uh, I think Dreisaitl will be a center eventually. McClellan, here's the thing, like in all in all seriousness, Todd McClellan has clearly explained why he is doing what he's doing with Leon Dreisaitl. So if you were coaching the Oilers and you wouldn't do that, that is fine. But Todd hasn't come out and just shrugged his shoulders and said, yeah, I don't know, just line combinations. He, he has clearly explained why Dreisaitl isn't playing center with Packerinen and Kara or, or whoever. He doesn't think that those wingers have earned that right to play with a better offensive player. We'll see if Camilleri makes a difference. It's going to be fun. You can always text 630-630. Phone number 780-496-0063. NHL tonight, 6-2. Detroit leading Calgary after two. Rangers up 1-0 on the Blackhawks. That's in the second period. Bruins and Ducks still to come. This is going to be fun. Ed Ilnicki, is he going to win the Heck Crichton? And his Golden Bears football teammate Tyler Henry, both possible CFL careers ahead for these young men as well. They're up next, Inside Sports on Chet. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It's Inside Sports on 6.30. Chad, Oilers tomorrow, 5.30 face-off show, 7 o'clock for the start of the game, taking on the St. Louis Blues. And the Eskimos game coverage will start at 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks so much for tuning in tonight. Hey, don't be afraid to call just because, you, like, you got, I got upset with Darren. Like, people could still call in. Some guys even come into studio. We got Tyler Henry. Tyler, how's it going? Good, man. Thanks for having me, Reed. Ed Nicky, how's it going? Very well, sir. These guys played for the U of A Golden Bears football team. Tyler, a receiver. Ed, a running back. Ed, let's dive right in. You're going to win the heck, Crichton? 
hey, we'll see. It's gonna mm. be fun. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> the guys are all really excited. It's a you know, it's a feather in our cap as a program, and it's something for me to be really proud of, and I think for us as an offense to be really proud of. So it's gonna be exciting to head out there. I know the guys have been running this Ed for Heck campaign for a little while now, and now we've got uh, Mark for Metris, which is Mark mm. Cordy, one of our <laughs> offensive linemen who's taking a shot at the out- outstanding linemen in the country. So it'll be a lot of fun to see what see what happens in about a week from now. All right. Uh, so you won Canada West MVP. So you're what, one of four finalists for the Heck Crichton? Yeah. So what do you have to do? Like, you got to go to Hamilton for the banquet or what? Yeah, we'll be flying out to Hamilton on Wednesday next week. Just got the information from Coach today. So we'll be heading out there. The banquet's on Thursday, so we'll find out then. Hmm. And I don't I don't know. Like, we'll see what happens. I'm hoping hoping a little radio time. Maybe people can get out on Twitter and get that get that word out there, that hashtag. Who going. votes? So. Who votes for it? Is the voting done already? You're not even, you don't even know. I know for all Canadians, that's <laughs> right. done by that's done by coaches from across the country. Okay. I'm not 100. And are those announced? No, I don't think that's. I think that's coming out in the next couple days. Okay. And then those are all the guys that'll be at that banquet. So as well. league MVP, you're going to be an all. Were you an all Canadian last year? No, this is my first year. First year as an all Canadian. All right, uh, Tyler. Thanks for dropping by as well. You you're a receiver on the team. Uh, so it was you and uh, Nathan Rowe were the top uh, pass catchers this year. I suppose so, yeah. Yeah, is Nathan a younger guy? Yeah, super young. I think he's, what, 18, 19? He'd be 19 because he redshirted for us last year. So, so this was his first year of eligibility with us. All right. Well, so you guys, uh, five years with the Golden Bears football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a couple years where, what, you, you didn't win a game? One, one year. One year where you didn't win first a game? Year, yeah. mm-hmm. And now did Chris Morris recruit you guys? Absolutely. Are you part of his first recruiting class? We are the OG Bears. <laughs> the OG Bears. All right, so let me, because, you know, it was tough. And I don't want, like, you guys went 3-5 and five this year and you made the playoffs, but I also don't m- want to make it sound like you were 8-0. You were I mean, there's mm-hmm. still work to do for the next Absolutely. year team. But, uh, I mean, Tyler, was it ever, were there ever those moments where, like, oh, my God, like, what, what, how come we're not getting better? What have I gotten myself into? Because, you know, there were, there were some tough seasons along the way. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, starting 0-4, I think, is, yeah, we didn't win a game until week five, so starting 0-4, you kind of have to look around a little bit, and you get a little worried, right, because you've put in, you know, all these years, like all the fifth-year guys, you know, you put in all that time, and so to go, like, 0-4 and, and see that the way that things were setting up for us, like, um, I think at that point when you're in your fifth year and you know this is your last shot, you're not so worried about what's about to go on again, but what you can do about it. Um, and obviously we did just that, right? Because, geez, we had a pretty incredible second half of the season. Mm-hmm. So, Ed, what did you guys do about it to win three or your last four with the only loss coming in overtime? Yeah, and I think Ty will remember this. I, I mean, at the end of the UBC game, which is that fourth game that we lost, we just looked around the locker room, and I was pretty emotional about it too. But it was just there's two ways things can go, right? You can pack it in and you can say, I'm just going to look after myself and I'm just going to play selfishly for the rest of the season and that kind of thing. Or you can just say, I'm going to do absolutely everything I can to dig in and get this team as far as it can go and I think that's how our locker room responded and we were able to go into Manitoba and played a pretty good team and Manitoba showed that they were a good football team down the road and we fought for each other and we fought all the way through for four quarters and that was that was what really turned it was we put together four complete quarters of football which we hadn't done as an entire team going into that point so that just gave us a little bit of momentum and the guys relaxed everybody was able to take a deep breath and I think that helped big time going into mm-hmm. those going into those next three games. You beat Calgary obviously last game of the season, beat them quite badly to qualify for the playoffs and then Tyler tell us about the, the uh, and Calgary has won Canada West by the way but the previous weekend uh, you guys hung with them pretty much the entire game um, 
what allowed them to separate a bit at the end, do you think? Hmm. Well, it's tough because, you know, Coach Morris uses this expression all the time, this idea of, like, you can't blink when you play in the Canada West. Um, every team's a good team. Every team's got playmakers, um, and big plays are going to happen, right? And so, yeah, like, we hung in there. We hung in there. We missed plenty of opportunities early in the game, and, um, you know, we let it be close. And then, you know, sure enough, we blinked. You know, they rip off, I think it was, like, a 40- or 50-yard run, you know, on a third down and short, um, you know, close to the end of the third quarter. And, and all of a sudden, things are things are different. Right, all of a sudden you're down by 10 points or whatever it might have been at that time, and um, you know we just we just failed to respond. I think that uh, I think that if we were to be able to capitalize early on in our game, you know, finish those red zone drives, you know, when you're in the five yard line, like you have to score touchdowns, especially yeah. against a team like Calgary. Like Calgary is such a great team, and so um, yeah, I think that we kind of shot ourselves in the foot that way. But um, yeah, I think just our inability to finish early is what kind of ended up plaguing us as the game went on. Ed Nicky and Tyler Henry joining us from the Golden Bears football team, uh, both uh, five-year careers. So you guys all, uh, you guys were both in CFL camps. Ed, you were with uh, the Ottawa Red Blacks. <laughs> Did they make you yell the name like that because it's all caps that when you when you play funny. for them? Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> we never had a meeting about it. We never. I might have forgot. There were so many meetings going on when you're in a CFL camp that they might have flown over my head. But that's funny. That's funny. I'll have to. I have to look that up for sure. Uh, and Tyler, you were with uh, the the Winnipeg Blue Bar. So what? Like, are, are you guys going to go back next year? Are are you are you free agents? Like, what? Can you be drafted again? What ha- what happens now? Is it kind of up in the air? I think we're pretty thankful that we don't have to go through the combine process again. <laughs> oh, what was that like? Stressful. Doing all those man. weird tests? It's a meat market, man. You walk in there, and those guys, <laughs> they, they take every measurement possible, right? They they get their your finger, <laughs> the length of your index finger compared on either hand. They got your weight down to, like, the ounce. It is just, uh-huh. it's tough, man. It's just the st- most stressful job interview you can think of. And, you do, and you're there for six hours. And I think at the end of it, Ty can attest to this as well, like, your body is just mm. so so unbelievably relaxed after that and you've just put like seven or eight hours of work into that day and it's just it's all over and it's over in like a blank right but mm-hmm. yeah it's an intense problem and plus like all the training obviously leading up to that is pretty intense what, so, yeah. what's the most f- di- uh, difficult physical test you have to do because in hockey they all talk about the Wingate test right the one on the bike mm-hmm. what was the most grueling thing from that day Tyler mm. I don't think there's anything that really put my body to the test um you know, in terms of just, like, fatigue and stuff. But, I mean, like, obviously, like, when you go under a 225 bench and you go till you literally fail out, I think that's always, like, mm-hmm. one of those things. If you so they just make you keep bench pressing till you're physically unable to lift it anymore? Yeah, pretty much. And the funny thing is, is that, like, most rational human beings know when they're going to fail. And so then when they know, like, you know, there's no way this bar is going up again, they'll probably just put it away. But in a combine, that's really, that's just, the, that's just not the culture, right? Everybody's expecting you to lay it all on the line because this is your interview. So... I mean, you, and on top of that, you just took a video of yourself shirtless in front of a bunch of grown men, so you know it's serious, and everybody's everybody's staring at you, right? And so when you go to this bench, it's like, yeah, like, everyone's just sitting in seats with documentation, <laughs> writing things down as you're walking to the bench. I'm like, what could they possibly be writing right now? I don't know what they could be writing right now. I haven't even lifted a weight. And, you know, so it's like... like you, 30 dudes <laughs> in the room just staring at you, and you haven't done anything yet. It's weird. It's a weird experience. So there's scouts from every team, Absolutely. and do American guys come up, too? Do you think? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Americans participated. I don't know if, but it's but it's the CFL draft combine. Yeah. yeah. So uh, dare I ask, how many times each of you lifted the two twenty five? What did I hit? I put up seventeen at the combine, and like 
I'm going into that, I don't think I'd put up more than 15. So like two reps just accounted for pure adrenaline. Right. <laughs> like just came from pure, and you get off the bench and you're like, how many did I do? And you're kind of, you've blacked out at that point because you're just, <laughs> I don't remember. But you're so, fo- every little detail, right? Like every piece of your technique, where your feet are, where your hand placement is, what your breath's like, like it's just, it's unbelievable, and then you you don't even have a chance to count afterwards. And there's a guy just screaming in your face, dude. It's oh, there's a guy yelling oh, yeah. at you. <laughs> Who's yeah. doing that? It was one of the Calgary strength coaches. I think, I think. so. Yeah, I just think to so. keep it you, just funny. to scare you, to motivate well, spot, you to do yeah. a few more. Yeah. Spot you, but yeah, he's more okay. of a mental thing than anything. Yeah. He's just staring at you like he's like he's already unimpressed when you walked in. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this guy's. Oh, not he's happy. just upset at you the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. More or less, yeah. So what else you got to do? You got to catch a few balls. Like, do you do vertical jump and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah, they test your vert, test how far you can broad jump. Um, now, what does that have to do in your case, Tyler, with catching a football? Well, like how the, often do you have to do a two foot standing broad jump to catch a football? <laughs> yeah, I think there's always been a lot of like, there's always a lot of like, um, I guess just conversation around like the how applicable like a combine combine testing setting really is to how good you are at football. But I think they just kind of want to know what you're about, right? It's an interview, and you know they get to find out all about you. They're they're digging into your history. They're they're talking to you. They're having these conversations. So I mean, what do they, what do they ask you? Like oh man, when they actually sit down and do the the speaking part of the interview, or do they just yell at you during that too? <laughs> yeah, the strength coach came and he just made me feel <laughs> terrible. <laughs> no, there. It, it kind of depends on the team who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we had some. Well, because you got to do with one with each team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I remember some of the questions that popped up. I remember going through the process. Are like, it's like, is there anything in your history that would embarrass us as an organization? Right? Because those are things that matter. Like oh, something that, came up. Yeah, like, things that whatever. Do, yeah, absolutely. Crime, mm-hmm. drugs, anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. I want to know like. Is there anything you're trying to hide? Because the last thing they want to do is bring a guy into camp who's going to embarrass them. And thankfully, like, you look at the character within our program, we don't have guys that are like that. But, you know, like, the question gets asked, so you know what's come up in the past, right? So you just you just want to be a guy that's like, no, I just put my head down. I get my work done, study my playbook. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, yeah, and I'm just going to put it all out there if you decide to pick me up. So when the Alouettes asked that question, were you like, I got a cleaner history than Lawrence Phillips. What's the problem? <laughs> Maybe that wouldn't have been. Wouldn't have been a good good idea. Yeah, Ed Nicky and Tyler Henry in studio from the uh, U of A Golden Bears football team. Tyler's a receiver. Ed's a running back, league MVP. He's up for the Heck Crichton for uh, national MVP. So uh, what, what are you guys studying again? Your, finance. Your Ed's yes. in finance? Kinesiology. All right, and when do you guys have degrees? When do you get the piece of paper? April, man. Holy. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, Six months. Summer. Yeah. Six months it's going to happen. What do you do now? You just got only schoolwork. <laughs> Must be boring. Yeah, the first few days after football season's over is kind of like a crazy shock. Like you're just like, yeah. like you think after five years you'd get used to like the transition, but it always surprises you. I want to find out uh, how and why you guys uh, started playing football. Can we get into that when we get oh, back? That's a good one. All right, absolutely. Inside Sports on Chad. This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet. All right, NHL tonight, halfway through the third period. Detroit leading Calgary 6-2. Rangers and Blackhawks tied 1-1 after 40 minutes. Bruins and Ducks still to come. Thanks a lot for joining us. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. In studio with Tyler Henry. Tyler Henry, receiver for the Golden Bears, and Ed Ilnicki, running back for the Golden Bears football team, three and five this season, semifinal loss to the Calgary Dinos, who won the Hardy Cup 
on a 59-yard field goal by Nico DeFonte with no time. What do you guys think of that kick? It, I didn't <laughs> believe it at first when I heard it happened, and then I saw the tape, and I'm like, and he it could have hit from like 61, mm-hmm. I think. Which is just unbelievable. Canada West record, like the farthest kick anybody's ever seen in the conference. So, yeah, and to do it in that kind of a pressure situation is pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Did you think Calgary was going to win that game? Oh, well, if you watched the last drive BC had, you'd be pretty convinced that yeah. they were about to lose. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I mean going just... in the week of, like, or mm. was it pretty tight, did you oh, think? Oh, man. Both teams were, like, Calgary, they had some injuries and stuff going on in the last bit of the season, and UBC was playing good ball. So we only played UBC once, and we got to play Calgary twice, and they were, like, from our first game versus them to the last game, they're definitely some differences there. But, I mean, it's Canada West. Like, every team mm-hmm. is is talented every team's got really good athletes across the board so and every week's a dogfight. so i i can't really say it was a toss-up for me going into it mm-hmm. all right tyler you're from camros yes sir when did you start playing football uh i was 12 years old how come yeah um not really by my own choice to be honest yeah i didn't uh, i played soccer growing up as a kid before i played football um taekwondo all that stuff but uh, my mom stuck me in it, stuck me in it just because all my friends were in it. They were all joining at that time. We were all in grade six, I think it was, and um, yeah, all my buddies were joining it. So she's like, you know what, you're gonna go and, and join your friends and go be a part of this. I wasn't really close with all my soccer teammates. Um, she's like, no, I think this is for you. This is where all your friends are going. We're gonna stick you in this. And I was an aggressive kid, so it, it kind of made sense. Were you a defensive player at first? Then I was. Yeah, I played uh, safety my very first uh, year playing football. Um, terrified totally scared but um yeah i just hung on the back of the defense and waited for all the six foot pb running backs to come up and run me over (laughs) when did you switch to receiver uh that happened at about grade eight um was my first year playing receiver so after a couple years of football um they put me out at wide receiver and i was really little still um my my old uh bantam coach used to tell me that uh i reminded him of his wife and I had no idea what that meant. Like, I just didn't understand what that meant. And he later told me that it was because my hips were wider than my shoulders. And so, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> and um, nice. yeah, that was the beginning of my receiver career. It was great. And so, um, you know, I took a lot of took a lot of heat from my coaches and stuff. But uh, I kind of found my way in grade nine and been doing that ever since. So were you the star of the, uh, what's the high school in Camrose? They're called the Camrose Trojans. So um, we're the only team in the city that, uh, that plays ball at that level. So you had to go play other other communities. And were you the star? Uh, we had a really solid team that year. Um, we had a lot of stars in my, my grade 12 year. The only season I think that Camrose has had, maybe ever, that have had multiple guys play CIS and junior. So I'd say we had a pretty good group of stars. Like We had a, guy, a lot of guys who ended up being really good for us. And did you know you were going university ball the whole time? Like, Did you know you were that good? Um, I knew I was good enough. I always believed that. Um, I dreamed that I wanted to go pro since I was like 14. Like, nice. As soon as I got good at football, like when I started training, it was like I wanted to do it and I wanted to go far with it for a long time just because that was one thing that I just thought I could be good at. And I was like, man, I want to just like, and I loved watching it and I played it and everything, right? So it was just a big thing for me. And um, But I mean, you don't really know where it's all going when you're doing it, right? Like it's always easy to look in hindsight and be like, oh yeah, I knew where this was all going all right. along, right? But <laughs> I mean, you don't and, and uh, you have the confidence and that's why you prepare and that's why you do everything that you do. But um, yeah, it was a little bit foggy at times. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I had a hard time even getting into school at first. I wasn't ser- I wasn't a good student in high school at all. So, yeah, a little bit cloudy at times. But um, yeah, I figured it out and made it work. Ed Spruce Grove for you. Yes, sir. Was that the Panthers? Yes, sir. Spruce Grove, Grove did, Street. Did you win provincials in high school? Ooh, we no. lost actually. Yeah, did you? I didn't, I didn't ask. Ty, did you win provincials in Camrose? No, we played league final in my grade twelve year and. 
six overtime loss. Oh, wow. And then you had a seven overtime game as a Golden Bear last year. I thought it would have never been Trump Jeez. until that happened. <laughs> wow, okay. I know, man. That I didn't know crazy, that. Uh, Ed, when, did you start, when and why did you start playing? About the same time as Tyler. So we moved, uh, My I was born in Wainwright, Alberta, and then we moved to St. Paul when I was about five, and then we moved to Spruce Grove when I was about nine years old. And up until that point, I was a, I was a thick kid growing up, and a lot of my older cousins always said, you got to play football. And we didn't have a program. There wasn't a minor program in St. Paul, and when we moved to Spruce Grove, I became uh, friends with a group of guys that were all playing ball. So I st- signed up. I think about the same time, Tyler. So I think it was ten or eleven. And then yeah, I've been. I had played ball. There's a few guys like Justin Lawrence and Mark Cordy. I've been playing ball with since I was 12 years old in Spruce Grove. We're here together at U of A. So there's a, there was a big group of us that played all the way through up until yeah, we played every year of every year of minor together, all the way up through high school, and then a few of us signed to U of A together. A couple guys, yeah, it's crazy. It's a crazy journey to think about it, man, when, when you look back and say it's been 11 years. You were always a running back? No, I started off, I, like I said, I was a big kid. I started <laughs> off as a lockdown uh, right tackle, moved to center at some point, and uh, I think I played a little bit of defensive line uh, my second year, and I moved some point in my second year of football to playing like fullback, moved up to, and, and in Bantams when I really figured it out. I think I was 14 years old, I really stuck at running back, and yeah, I have, same like Tyler, you don't look back. It's just been, that, been growing into that position ever since. You know, it's been great to talk to you guys. Uh, Ed, you and I have done several of these interviews. Tyler, I don't think you and I really connected until this year, but uh, it's been great to talk to you guys. You're both very well-spoken. You represent the U of A and the Golden Bears football team very well. I wish we had more time, but just to wind it up here, Ed, I'll start with you. Looking back now, what's what means the most to you about having been a Golden Bear? Oh, that's a good question, mm-hmm. Reid. Um, it's just got to be the way I've grown. And I know there's so many different things that are a part of that, but just Coach Morris as an influencer and how much I've learned from him and the mistakes that I've made that he's helped me see like why those aren't the right decisions or those how I've got to grow from those things moving forward. And just thinking about myself as an 18-year-old kid walking in and having no idea what I wanted to do in the world, but saying, I just want to go to school and I want to play ball and I want to see where it goes from there. And to be where I'm at now and like thinking about that journey and the friends and relationships that I've developed over that time it's really special to me. Tyler, what about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, geez, like I'm still like I'm still taken back by how much like how weighted that question is after you've asked him and he's already had a chance to answer. And honestly though, because yeah, it's just like yeah, I don't I don't know. I can't think of any fifth year player that wouldn't sit before you right now and tell you that like the the magnitude of playing five years here from beginning to the end is you know I mean the whole program has grown um, and that's a reflection of how much the guys in the program have grown um, everything in in the whole program has grown together um, I think top to bottom and so I think about me and it's like yeah Ed came here as a guy at high school I came here two years at a junior you think I would have had a head on my shoulders by that point I didn't and quite frankly I think all the things that I just like yeah I just I carried so much baggage coming onto this team like I was just a kid trying to figure it out just trying to make make it work um I wanted like I said I wanted to just take football as far as I could go for a long time and I knew that from a little boy but at the same time I had no idea where my life was going I had no direction I had no aspirations besides we're gonna keep doing this football thing because it's worked pretty well so um I just can't help but just be extremely thankful that uh you could take a guy like that and just um protect me support me um and just help me as i as i'm molded and i'm grown and i'm amazed at how much i have changed over the last five years and how much um even just every year even last year you know even this year um 
just the amazing opportunities I've had to be to be changed and grown and for the good and for the bad right you make mistakes mm-hmm. and at the end of the day like you still got a great support network here of guys who um, yeah they just want to build you up in every way and and here we are we're gonna get a degree at the end of the term uh, or at the end of the year and um, you know we can happily just say like yeah we finished five years of football here and we made a difference but we came out as men and so um, well yeah. said Guys, thanks for coming in. Ed Nicky, Tyler Henry, all the best. Right on. Thanks, thanks Appreciate it. Oilers coverage starts at 5.30 tomorrow. This has been Inside Sports on Chad. 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.